Welcome to the Talking Tenancies podcast, brought to you by the Residential Tenancies Authority. I'm your host, Belinda Hyde. Join me as we explore everything you need to know about renting in Queensland with experts from the RTA and industry. We're here to help make renting work for everyone. When tenancy disputes occur, the RTA encourages all parties to try to resolve disagreements by talking to each other. Often disputes arise when someone does not meet the terms of the tenancy agreement. Today's expert from the RTA is Shay Francis from RTA's dispute resolution team. Welcome, Shay. Thank you, Belinda. It's nice to be here. Now, uh, can you tell us about your role at the RTA and what you're responsible for? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, as you all know, my name is Shay. Um, I've been at the RTA um, for five years um, as a, in the Customer Experience Division. Uh, I'm currently leading our team in the Dispute Resolution Team, um, where our primary focus is to assist parties to reach an outcome that is acceptable by all parties, whilst remaining impartial through our communications. All right, so today we're talking about dispute resolution and how the process is managed. So... Self-resolution is the first recommendation in any dispute. How, how's that done, Shay? Awesome. So that's a really great question, Belinda. So first of all, self-resolution starts uh, by having open and respectful communication. And having an opened mind really is the key here. We often find that disputes happen with misunderstandings between parties where they don't communicate clearly and openly with each other or work on the assumptions instead of asking actual questions. Some of the basic things uh, you can do to self-resolve disputes include raising concerns and issues identified as early as possible. So don't leave them to the end. Mm-hmm. Also look to consider the other person's perspective. So as we all know, everyone's situation is different. That's right. Uh, and we also know that everyone's different. Uh, considering what we are willing to give and take uh, and, what we, and what the best and worst possible outcomes could be. Uh, we also like to advise parties to talk to other persons directly via text message, via email, uh, and sometimes the tone of voice can be lost through those communications. Uh, so it's really important to try and stick to factual information mm. um, and evidence that you can actually uh, re- uh, refer to in those communications. Um, we also need to ensure that we're staying calm and being realistic. Mm. That's he- that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and also part of that is being flexible uh, in mm. the way that we look to try and get solutions to work together. So not being so positional, being able to move around and consider things that may not be um, ideal, but mm. that you're willing to live with. Yep. Um, there's also, uh, the if you, if you do reach an agreement, uh, it is important to remember that you always put that agreement in writing. Yep. Um, so you may consider creating a record of conversation, uh, sending through that communication to the other parties just to confirm the expectations moving forward. Um, and it also gives you a good piece of knowledge that if you do find yourselves in that position in the future, uh, that you may be able to be better positioned to make more informed decisions. Mm. But if you've tried all of those you know, avenues of communication and being direct with those parties... Um, it's always best to try and also um, engage our dispute resolution service, which is free. Um, our conciliators are trained uh, to assist those parties to bring them together to help them work through it. Yeah, and and you know, there's some really good points you you raised there, Shay. You know, I think um, <laughs> communicating with each other is probably the the 
the big thing that causes uh, disagreements and, and disputes really Absolutely. in a tenancy, isn't it? So, you know, I think um, making notes of your conversations is really, really important and also talking face-to-face because, you know, yeah. texting each other and emails can get out of hand. So yeah, now if you do find yourself in a situation where you need assistance, how is a request for dispute resolution made? Okay, so there is two uh, ways that the RTA are able to receive your request for dispute. Um, currently, what we're looking to do is provide a streamlined service to our customers um, that allow them to lodge that without too much, I guess, paperwork and administration. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so the first option would, in preference, I guess, to the RTA with all our suite of forms that are now online, mm-hmm. um, is to use the dispute resolution um, request via our web services. Yep. And obviously, we do factor in that not everyone has access to that uh, platform. Yep. So there's also the paper route as well that can be sent in via email. Mm-hmm. Um, dispute resolution service, as I mentioned before, is a free service. Um, so we have those trained conciliators uh, who are able to help resolve, or assist parties to resolve, sorry, um, without the need for legal action, uh, which means conciliators are more cost-effective and a faster way for parties uh, to reach a lo- resolution moving forward. And it then also doesn't put a lot of strain on our legal system through the QCAT environment. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this this is a voluntary process as well, isn't it? So um, no one's forced to do this. <laughs> Absolutely, it is voluntary. So we want parties to come to us in good faith when we engage. So then that means that, you know, we can see that they're willing to negotiate, not positional, um, and that we're able to potentially see a way forward past the current issues and yeah, and we, we try to uh, avoid all that legal process where possible. And I think that's what's so amazing about the, this free service we provide. Um, it actually helps people actually get to a resolution quicker. Absolutely. Now, a dispute resolution itself can seem a bit daunting if you aren't sure what's going to happen. Um, so what can customers expect during the conciliation? Oh, cool. I'm glad you've asked. <laughs> it's a great, great service and I'm really proud of what we do at the RTA in relation to this Um Often people who are engaging with the dispute resolution service for the first time have different ideas and experience around what we actually do. So I guess first and foremost, it's about setting the expectation mm. for, for, uh, for us. So first off, an uh, RTA conciliator is impartial uh, and does not have the ability to advocate for either side. So the oppor- conciliation is an opportunity for everyone to have their say. Uh, in the outcome and as a voluntary process. First and foremost, RTA conciliators are impartial uh, and they do not advocate for either person. So that just provides an even level playing field for all parties to feel that they have the opportunity to be heard Mm. um, and have their say. Conciliators cannot make decisions about the dispute and rely on parties in attendance to come in good faith to resolve the matter. So conciliators aim to also create and provide a calm and supportive environment for parties to have that discussion uh, and these discussions are t- facilitated via a teleconference at a mutually agreed time uh, with representatives in attendance from both sides. Uh, the desired outcome obviously is that we look to um, assist those parties to reach their own mutual agreement without mm. our intervention. Um, however, through these discussions we also do reality test and educate our customers on the legislative requirements um, so that, w- that they can make more better informed decisions down the track. Um, also, they can retain some of those self-resolution strategies in order to apply it in any of their day life, daily lives. Yeah, it's a, it's a win-win situation, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> now, when we, we're looking at um, the dispute resolution process, what are some of the potential outcomes um, that can come from that? 
Awesome. So the best outcome that obviously is that we resolve the matter um, where the part, parties mutually agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this is the case and we are able to assist, um, the conciliator conducting your conference uh, may put in a agreement uh, which will be sent to all parties in order, f- in order for all parties to sign and return that to us and then potentially we can share that information. So we can show everyone that we have now resolved the matter and can move forward. Um there's also the ability for a conciliation agreement uh, to be drawn up, which mm-hmm. forms part of your tenancy agreement. Yep. So it's basically where parties can agree to certain terms and conditions, still in a current tenancy, and moving forward from that particular point, Yep. they are responsible for those items that they've agreed to. Yep. Um, and each person obviously then gets a signed copy just to confirm their acceptance of, of that agreement. Yep. So... Creating that level playing field, creating that understanding, mm. and moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> the even better, an even better outcome, uh, apart from RTA involvement, and in this is where parties actually do self-resolve. Mm. Uh, we have had situations where um, there has been a claim on a on a bond refund through the process, um, and a tenant has not potentially agreed to those amounts that have uh, been uh, raised by the agent. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that they've been able to actually talk it out and communicate with each other. And before we even touch that dispute, we're closing that and refunding that bond. That's so a way to go, isn't it? <laughs> and, so, so, and the great thing about it is it involves less time for the customers and yeah. waiting, uh, involves less administrative um, duties and requirements on the customer and the RTA. Yep. And it, it shows good faith that, that the parties are able to look past that, that potential issue mm. and move forward with each other and, yeah. and repair that relationship. And we've got a fairly high success rate, don't we? We absolutely do. So currently we are sitting at 73% for resolution rates for all of the disputes we've received, um, which is a great, um, I guess, percentage at this time mm. with, a, with the potential to increase that in the future. Mm. Uh, sometimes we do, uh, sometimes even though the issue is not immediately resolved through conciliation, parties come out of it with a better understanding of the issues at hand and each other's perspective and most of the time, parties do continue to discuss and talk to each other after the conciliation in a productive manner. And it's definitely no surprise that they find an agreeable solution at a later time. Mm. So another possible outcome to a dispute may be that the parties attending in the teleconference are, are quite positional mm. and they're not able to negotiate or willing to negotiate. So as mentioned before, part of the process for the parties is to attend in good faith, be considerate uh, and have room for negotiation. Mm. So parties are also able to contribute to and continue to influence the outcome of the dispute. However, once the matter is referred to QCAT, that option is taken away. Yeah. So it, is, it can be quite difficult to appeal this, the outcome given by an adjudicator. Mm. Uh, and it also um, may not be ideal to the parties going. So probably better to try and resolve it before you go there that's it yeah and you know even um you know when you go through all that you you may not get the outcome that you want right exactly um so what happens if you go through that conciliation and you still can't reach a resolution okay so if you go through the conciliation and no resolution can be achieved um, then it's off to qcat as an option to get that final decision so out of all of the requests the dispute resolution team have come across um, only a very small percentage of these disputes actually go to the tribunal Mm. so there's also an opportunity for parties to create an agreement after the matter's been closed by the rta yep 
And that's, again, again back to that communication, mm. um, engaging with each other and, and have being willing to try and resolve the matter rather than point fingers. Yeah. There is also fees associated with, mm. with QCAT applications and also wait times, also heavily administrative. Mm. So it is something that we do ask parties to consider yeah. when they look to try and travel down that path mm. only because that's even more time and effort taken and is the matter really that important that you can't communicate directly with each other? That's it. And and like like we said just before, you may not get the solution that you want, even if you go down that path. Yes. So, I mean, generally, like you, you've said, it's it's recommended that, you know, customers go through that dispute resolution um, process with us rather than resorting to an escalation through QCAT, right? Mm, absolutely. So definitely would recommend our service here at the RTA. The first step, I guess, we would like to highlight is that self-resolution is always attempted first. Mm. Sometimes with when parties see the RTA involvement, it does create a, an angst mm. amongst the parties, which can deter the conversations or communications to move forward. Yeah. So by approaching each other directly first, trying to resolve that matter, if you can, I guess, agree to disagree at that point... Mm that's probably the next step of when you would look to engage the RTA. Uh, as we mentioned before, the dispute resolution service is free uh, and it's basically to give all the parties an opportunity to have control of the outcome. Um, QCAT, as we've mentioned, also is evidence-based process uh, and can be quite lengthy in, the, mm. in, the, uh, in having your matter heard at the tribunal, not to mention you may not like the outcome. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> So part of the decisions that we have, sorry, part of the discussions that we have with our customers is to reality test them in these processes, mm. um, which involves asking questions such as, you know, what outcome can you live with? Mm. What outcome are you willing to accept or that you can move forward with? Mm. Also, we ask, you know, are, there, are you willing to deal with this for several weeks? Sometimes we've seen cases at QCAT that may go for three to six month wait time. Yeah potentially be dismissed which means a possible reapplication yeah so matters depending on the severity can take their time yeah it's really just weighing up is is the effort worth the outcome absolutely yeah that's, that's definitely true and really at the end of the day do you want someone else making that decision for you, you yeah know, what we like to do is take control of the situation yourself control your own destiny and your own outcome yeah, and, and the RTA really act like Switzerland, don't they? Absolutely, <laughs> the neutral ground. <laughs> neutral ground. Thanks, Shay, for helping us get a greater understanding of the dispute resolution process and how it works. And uh, as you know, we see yet again, communication is vital when it comes to any misunderstanding or disagreement uh, in relation to a tenancy. Thank you for listening to the Talking Tenancies podcast. For more information about the Residential Tenancies Authority, visit rta.qld.gov.au.